0: Welcome to Simon Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I have a return guest. Her name is Shirk Mansour, and she was last on the show, October 3rd, 2022, Season 3, Episode 118. We had talked about mind adjustment, life coach, discusses the importance of mental health taught at school at an early age and learn the red flags early. But today we're going to talk about the subconscious, the unconscious and the conscious and how to implement this in your life. And I welcome you back to Slam the Gavel. Welcome back, Shrek. How are you? Thank you so much, Marian. I'm doing great. How are you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, wonderful Wonderful yeah, thank so you we meet meet again
0: and uh yeah we were talking yeah. about we were talking earlier about all these things and in uh, the relation to trauma.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think it's very, very important because it goes hand in hand with our subject that we discussed last time. And so I know these topics are things that we come across, but they're not discussed in depth into where we can implement it into our life. And for me as a life coach, I'm very big on understanding concepts, um, how you can Understand the way your brain works and um how to implement different things into your life on a daily basis. So um opening up our discussion with the unconscious and the subconscious and the conscious, I can give you all a visualization. Since we're um basically doing a podcast, I want you all to visualize a mountain, basically, you know, the tip of the mountain and um just draw it out in your mind. And now at the top of that mountain. We are going to talk about the conscious, okay, that peak of the mountain. The only thing that you can see when you're in the ocean and you look at a mountain is that peak of that mountain. Um, the conscious is basically what means you are doing right now. We're discussing, uh, we're getting to know each other, talking about topics, we're not delving really deep into our emotions or um, the connections that we have with one another, right? Mm-hmm. So right below that surface of the conscious, there's that middle part that we don't see, which is underneath the ocean. So that part right there would be considered the subconscious. OK, mm-hmm. so when you think about the subconscious, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, it's kind of hidden. You don't know how to get to it. You don't really understand it. But in reality, we're going to bring it to life right now. And you're going to notice that it's even it's, it's such a simple uh, topic that um, and simple aspect to get to if you just kind of dig deeper into your thought process. So with the subconscious, this is where we make our connections. For example, if I were to show you my phone Okay. Does that have any connection to you, Marianne, at all? No, just the fact that it's a phone, right? Yeah. But if I showed you my phone and then I took a hammer and I slammed it right on my desk, you know what I mean? What's your reaction um, at that moment? What reaction do you have? Like, why, why, why would you do that? Yeah.
0: You? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, this is an expensive, th- Yeah, $800 phone. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Now, whenever I show you the phone, what's the first thing that's going to come to your mind when I'm around?
0: Boy, you you whacked that phone the last (laughs) time. I wonder what you're going to do next time.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So right there, you already formed the connection. You see how fast you form that connection? The phone to a hammer or like slamming something down. This is how fast we form our connections. They're faster than we can even understand or realize, but that's how quickly that we can make them. And um, below the subconscious, we have our unconscious. So that's like deep, deep in the ocean where we can't really see it at all. And it's similar to when we talk about you know the unconscious. How can we reach it? It's a little bit challenging to do that. But the the, the different types of connections we make in the subconscious, that's what forms the. Um, Memories and all the contents and the unconscious. Okay, so that's how we basically Build our framework to our life now How do we get rid of this unconscious if we want to basically just reframe it rewire it? We have to go back to our subconscious where we make those connections those quick connections that we make every day, right? Mm -hmm. So now that you have that visualization I want us to like basically stay in that subconscious zone Okay, because you brought up trauma and I want to include this in what we're discussing as well so now I showed you that phone. I brought that hammer. You know, I slammed it down. Now you have this connection of this phone. Um, you know, Shurik and this hammer. my goodness. I don't want to see that phone anymore. Right. Right. So already I formed, let's say this is like a little bit of a traumatic experience for you. Okay. So right here we formed, this is where trauma starts to form. So mm-hmm. what happens is our nervous system is where our trauma basically gets stored. Okay. So your nervous system is there to protect you, right? So it felt like this phone right here is going to bring you trauma and it's going to, you know, scare you and bring you um, bring down your immune system and whatnot. So it has to protect you. So now it's protecting you towards anything that it sees that's related to this phone. Okay. so what happens is it either goes in a fight, flight or freeze mode. So it either sees something that's related to this phone and it fights it. It wants to fight it or it runs away from it or it just like freezes because it doesn't know what to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that your nervous system starts to protect you from any type of stressor. So you become scared to be vulnerable. You become scared to even solve problems or solve situations. So you basically just keep armoring yourself up for every situation that comes your way. And that's just your nervous system, you know, protecting you, but that's why we have to teach it to, uh, look at things differently. And we do that by changing those connections in the subconscious. So that trauma is always going to be there. I mean, you're kind of, it's, it's going to be hard to erase the memory of me, break, you know, bringing that hammer and just mm-hmm. slamming it on the um, counter like that. But we can always try to tune it out with different types of feelings, emotions and different types of connections. Mm-hmm. And that's why for some people when they um, want to like reframe their mind or even deal with uh, solving trauma, it's so boring. Because they're so used to being so uptight and having their nervous system protect them. For example, like different types of nervous systems we can talk about is people people who are in their car and they blast their music really, really loud. And you're just like, oh my goodness, like how in the world are they handling that? You know what I mean? It's just nervous system thing like their nervous system is different than the way it processes things than the way your nervous system would process it mm-hmm. so and that's where our trauma is built and stored and so it's really interesting to understand these concepts and see how we can change these connections by doing simple type of um, practices you know mm-hmm. and so I can definitely discuss those with you as well um give you yeah mo- most definitely you know yeah
0: yeah. So people have so much trauma stored up either from their childhood or, you know, something they went through even in adulthood or, you know, yeah. painful experiences. And you know, people are looking to, to like run away from it. You know, right. How do you stop remembering things?
1: Yes. You brought up a really important topic. So if you want to try and stop remembering things and try to switch these types of connections that we have in the subconscious. Um, the first step that I can recommend to do is always set your intention. Okay. What are you trying to forget or what are you, you know, we don't, we want to face it. Right. And mm-hmm. so we want to minimize the thought process of continuing the ruminating thoughts for it. But the first thing to do that is to have that intention. What am I, what am I intending to do? My intention is to make new connections. You know, this connection that I had with whatever triggered me, to think this way, I want to change that connection. So you really have to understand what your triggers are to begin with um, before making that intention. So um, setting that intention is very, very important. And then also, um, you know, starting small, starting with small uh, different types of habits for yourself. So let's say if an individual had um, an idea of, you know, every time they sat on a specific couch to watch TV at night, they heard their parents yelling and screaming and whatnot. So it always, they always felt like, you know, when I come to find my peace, I'm always going to have that negativity in the background as well. So what an individual can try and do is little small steps and repetitive steps. Now with the NLP um, neuro-linguistic psychology um, theory, it's always mentioned that at least take 30 days to continue through consistently with changing up a different type of connection that you have and it will become a routine part of your life. It'll become a habit that you instill into your life. So let's say, you know, you always have this traumatic experience. Once you sit on this couch, you want to have time with yourself. Little things that you can do is, you know, let's say switch to a different location while you want to have your peace of mind, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Seclude yourself from that type of um, environment. Even if you hear that type of yelling and screaming, tell yourself, you know, talk yourself through it in a different way. Instead of saying, oh my goodness, why am I hearing this? What's going on? Is this my fault? Try to switch your self-talk as well. You know, okay, they're yelling, they're screaming, they're going to get over it. There's a problem. There's always a solution. And right now this is my piece and I'm going to take my time, you know, to relax. So making small steps, switching to a different location could be one thing. You do it for like a few days. Then you start to understand, you know, the self-talk that's coming from, what's occurring in that um, argument or whatnot. Then trying to relieve yourself, self-soothe like that last week, um, doing meditation, doing different types of techniques, but taking things slowly to where you get these connections switched up and reframed even in your mind. And then you find yourself, you know, eventually um, forming new habits. And even when you start hearing these things, they're not going to be, the trauma's still there. You know, the the effects are still there, but they're not going to be as loud as they were at that initial point, you know? So yes, trauma is always going to be there, but it always makes us stronger as well. Because if you trauma, when trauma comes around, you have to search for things inside of you that trigger these types of things. And it's not just these things that trigger you towards this type of traumatic experience. It could be things that trigger you towards other things as well in your life because trauma does generalize in everything, you know? So once you're able to discover how you can find these triggers um, to this type of trauma, um traumatic effect that you've had in your life, then you can kind of um, also look at different aspects of your life and and see how you can find peace within yourself and there as well. So you become you become basically like the doctor for your own soul, for your own inner child, you know? Um it definitely takes practice and it takes time, but it's possible. Like every problem has a solution.
0: Yeah. I know people are Im- impatient, you know, because everything with technology, everything's at your fingertips quickly. And, you know, some people, you know, I don't know, like how, how, I know you said it's, it takes a while to get this into your system and, you know, do a new habit. And some people, I don't know, do you find that some people
1: can't? Oh, yes. I, a lot of people feel like they can't, yes, um, because they come in with this idea that, you know, this traumatic experience has traumatized everything in my life. Like all they see now in that moment is they're drowning. You know what I mean? And there's no way to see out of that situation. But although it may take a while to get to where you need to be, um, once you start making these small changes, you'll start realizing that There's more peace within you and that will encourage you to move forward. And of course, like you mentioned, very, very good thing that you mentioned, you know, now we're in more fast paced life. Now what you can do though, because we are in a fast paced life and we have the technology, there are so many things app wise that you can use as well you have brown noise that you can utilize you know you can you have apps that give you brown noise um you know green noise white noise anything that can help you relax help you sleep help you stop ruminating about things so yes if you are more of the type of person that wants that fast um type of effect it it, it may make you feel a little antsy at first but at the same time if you are More on that technological side, there are so many things that you can utilize app-wise. You know that can help out Um, even in the moment. I think people who are more technology technologically advanced can actually find answers really quickly because they know how to search for things. They know how to, um, you know, if there's a problem, they know how to find something to to solve it. Um, So you have actually quicker access when you're able to utilize, you know, technology as well. Um, It's just that you want to give yourself also time. You know, when you're going into this, to understand that even if I find different things throughout this period that can help soothe me quicker, I want to be able to take this time to, you know, um, heal what I'm going through, because if we don't heal, and this is something that I want to mention going back to trauma, if you don't heal, heal your trauma, the way it's supposed to be healed, then you're always going to be dealing with situations in your life the same way you've dealt with it at that, that, that really traumatic event that occurred in your life. So it's kind of like you're mentally still there, And even when you deal with situations, you're dealing with it at the age that you were dealing with it throughout that really traumatic experience in your life. So you can move quickly and you can want really fast results, but at the end of the day, then you're not really giving yourself the time to heal. So when you give yourself the time to heal, you're going to realize that, okay, well, my mental capability and my emotional capability are equal and they're balanced. And now I can move forward with things. But you're if you, if you want things to happen real, real quickly and you're not taking the time, you're going to realize, okay, I'm moving forward in my, you know, like um, my emotional intelligence. But then again, something's holding me back. And that's where we always go back to the unhealed trauma. Um, so yeah, uh, you brought up something very, very important. Well, I think
0: you did too, because, you know, I try to tell people that, you know, When you had trauma at the age of, say, 12 or 15 or 16, you know, you've got to deal with that and find some way to, you know, fix that. Because later in life, you're going to repeat this process. And it's not going to be good for people around you as well.
1: Yes. Yes,
0: you're definitely right. Yeah.
1: I mean, the thing is, like, even when we have unhealed trauma if you have a memory that's associated with this unhealed trauma and you don't want to solve it, right? you say, you know, I want the quick way out. Um, Anytime you go back to revisit this memory, your memory is always so fuzzy. So you're always making new stories and you're always causing yourself more emotional pain than it really is. So anytime you revisit, you're adding a different story. And you're causing yourself more pain and you're not solving the situation. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be projected. We call this, you know, um, theory and uh, psychology projection, projection. So whenever you feel something and you can't deal with it, you're projecting onto other people. Same with bullying. When we discussed in our previous um, podcast, you know, when kids bully or when adults bully or whatnot, they're projecting basically how they're feeling onto other people. It's a message. It's a sign. It's not always the person in front of them that's causing them to do that. It's basically why you know why they're feeling a certain way and why they can't deal with it so um also going back to the memory aspect when we have let's say you know um a crime scene that occurs and there are witnesses um usually when cops come around detectives and authorities they want to get information within like an hour's work you know time or as soon as they can because the memory at that moment is so fresh and they don't want any type of other memories to, you know, uh, or thoughts to come in and, um, basically like switch up the story. So if you think of it in that way as well, that makes sense because they want to make sure that your memory is as clear as possible and it can be detected right away. So that's the same with us, you know, and we don't speak about what we're talking, what we're thinking or what our trauma is. We're always going to go back and change the story up to either, um, make it worse because let's say some people hold revenge towards, towards other people. So want to make the story worse. They end up hurting themselves. They end up, you know, making it a bigger idea deal than what it is, and um, they don't solve it. So, um, yeah, it's very important to try to find these connections and try to find these triggers, so you can work through these situations and these issues as well. It's very, very important.
0: I th- I think so too, and it seems like you know maybe it's more so younger people like in their 20s, they don't want to, they feel they can handle things on their own.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, it, maybe you can reach them, maybe you can't. I mean, some people are open to this, but it seems like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink.
1: <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're definitely right. And so the thing is, you know, our subconscious, and going back to their subconscious, our subconscious is formed um, from the moment that we're in our you know, mother's womb all the way up until we're around seven years old, okay? So that gives us our idea of who we are, um, what our um, skills are, what our level of success could be, and um, it either, you know, helps us and builds us or it can make it really difficult to move forward in our life. And now individuals sometimes move through this um, phase and they're okay with it throughout their 20s and their 30s and there comes a time where they're just like okay like nothing is working out or I'm repetitively doing this thing and it's not you know going the way as I planned so like what's going on once you feel like you're and, and this is a message to everyone because you're right. You can't make anyone change. Okay. You can always speak to an individual, let them know that there are things that are going on, you know, that maybe if you get this checked out or talk about it, you know, it'll help you move forward in your life with a little bit more peace of mind, but you can never really, you know, convince or, or like, you know, force someone to do something because even if you force them, they'll go, they'll try to change. But if it's not within them, they're going to go right back to their habits. Right. Mm-hmm. So, One message I can send out to anyone who's listening, you know, within this age range or older or younger, um, once you feel like you're repetitively doing something and it's not working out, you know, you're getting into relationships with different people, um, you know, different faces, but same type of emotions that are coming out of them or they're bringing out these same type of things, you know, there's something that needs to get changed within you, within the way that you're thinking, because you have a specific type of way that you were solving problems, let's say at one point in your life that you felt this is the way it's supposed to be solved and you've continued doing it. But now there's a different view of life for you. You have different values. You know what I mean? You have different way of solving things. And sometimes trauma can do that. It can make mm-hmm. you feel like i solved this problem. I don't want to deal with it anymore. That's it. You know what I mean? And then you continuously solve problems that way, mm-hmm. but that's not the way to solve problems anymore. Now you're on a different journey in your life. You're in a different phase in your life and, those concepts that you used to know a long time ago are no longer good for you now. Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know what I mean? You have like that conflict um, between where I was, what I knew, and what I am, and what I know now. And how do I merge these two together? You know? So um, anyone yeah, who's dealing with these types of um, things in their life where they just feel like, you know, nothing's working out. Why do I feel depressed? Why do I feel anxiety? Why do I have these memories, you know, popping out? Sometimes you start to think about things in the past and you're like, why is this bothering me right now? You know, these are little triggers, things that you do that trigger these memories that are trying to lead you to understand that, you know, dig deeper into what your thoughts are, because there's something there that's, um, you know, that's at the base of making you feel the way that you are. So, yeah, I love that you mentioned that, Marianne, because, yeah, a lot of individuals feel like, you know, why, why should I be seen, you know, for this or whatnot? Everybody does it, you know, everybody's okay with it, if everyone. And that's why just when when you heal your trauma, you become very unique. You know what I mean? You, you start to discover things about yourself you never knew. And you start to understand that just because the crowd does it doesn't mean that I have to do it. You start to find that you're a leader, not a follower. You know what I mean? So there's so many amazing things that come out of this. That some individuals don't realize but when you do come to the stage of saying look i want to make myself a better person it may be lonely at times it may be challenging maybe scary at first but once you get through it you're a whole new version of yourself you never expect it to be so yeah i love that i love that um
0: yeah and people have to have an open mind even you know with experiencing mm-hmm. trauma i mean they need to also you know, talk to a, to a counselor therapist, what, you know, and, and they'll probably know these techniques as well. Some do, maybe some don't. And some people think, well, I went to that counselor and I didn't get along with them. So I'm done with that. But I always yeah. tell people to, you know, <laughs> try another one because you might click with that yes. person. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Marianne. That's, that's an amazing, um, perspective you have there. I believe in that as well. I believe a lot of individuals, you know, just the thought of counseling sometimes, you know, um, you're becoming vulnerable. You're mm-hmm. going to open yourself up. You're bringing emotions that you've never thought about. Why should I bring them up? I mean, they're hidden. That's good. You know what I mean? They're, they're in the closet. I don't need to talk about them. They're there. But you know what happens is they come out when you get into relationships mm-hmm. because when you're in a relationship, um, that other individual is tapping into your vulnerabilities, tapping into the root of who you are. And if you haven't discovered that yourself, then, you know, um, they're going to, they're going to discover it for you. And it's going to be really challenging for you to deal with these emotions plus being in a relationship. So, um, yes, you're always going to come across, um, counselors that may not be the best fit for you because every counselor also comes with their background and every counselor does have the counseling um, theory and framework set down for them, but at the same time, they're coming into counseling to also persuade you in a certain way as well. So, it, you know, personality styles have to match as well. Um, their understanding level of your understanding level has to match as well. Even if you go through 50, 100, 150 different types of counselors that you call, it's perfectly okay. I mean, you think about it when you come to find your spouse, you go through so many individuals to find that person that matches your soul right? Mm -hmm. Um, Same goes with counseling. That's how I see it as well. Mm -hmm. Counseling does not, it's not like you just choose anyone. You choose someone who's going to touch your soul. Like that's not easy. You can't just find anyone to do that. You know what I mean? You also have to understand if you have a lot of cultural background to you, then you have to find someone who's open to cultural backgrounds. You know, um, if you are an individual that's, um, you know, you're dealing with not just trauma, but you're dealing, let's say with, um, different types of mental uh, disorders that, you know, you may have, or you may be prone to, you know, you look at an individual that actually specializes in that. So it's good to look at the specializations, look at the biography of the counselor or the life coach, um, set up a um, um, an introductory session with them. A lot of counselors have that 15 minute introductory session to get to know them, you know, mm-hmm. um, see how you feel. And if you don't like that connection, that's fine. You know, they're individuals just like you, they're not perfect. And, um, Everybody, we're human. So find someone that matches who you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to mention something very important that you brought up as well. Um, so if you don't dig deep into who you are, right? A lot of people are like, um, I don't want to get counseled. I don't want to. I don't want to discover. I'm I'm good the way I am. I have trauma. I don't want to deal with it. I have problems. I'm good. You know. Um, one thing that's very important is if let's. I'm going to give you a scenario. Okay. Let's say you just got into. You, a really bad argument with someone and you um, got really bad news as well. You're just having a terrible day and you're crying. You just don't know how to deal with yourself and you put yourself together because you have a meeting and you just walk out of your office, right? You're walking down the street to get to your office. Let's say you walk by a counselor or just someone who's very empathetic a good connection between you and that person could be, you know, if that counselor looked at you and said, my goodness, you look like you've had a really rough day. Um, Are you okay? Do you want to talk about something? You know what I mean? Like if you just had like that amazing experience, that once in a lifetime experience that someone comes to you, or, you know, if someone says, Hey, are you okay? Do you want to talk? These are beautiful experiences where people can realize that you're going through something, but they're not going to use your challenges against you. Okay. But then, If you don't discover who you are, if you're not going to go get counseled, if you're not going to solve your problems, then you're going to be a huge victim for any narcissist out there or any toxic person. And I'm going to tell you why, because they are so good at figuring people out and then using those people's challenges toward against them. So Mm -hmm. let's say you come across a toxic individual or a narcissist. They come by the street after you've been through that experience and they tell you, oh, it looks like you're having a bad day. Um, you know, it looks like you're going through a lot. Um, you know, well, what's, what's, what's going on? Do you want to talk about it? You talk about it to them. Let's say, oh my God, this person opened up to me. I want to open up to them. Then they start to slowly take this information and they see that, you know, you don't know yourself. You don't know your skills. You don't know your self-worth. You don't know a lot of things about, you You know, you don't have self-esteem for yourself towards yourself. So then you're going to be like, Oh my God, this is such an amazing, like this, they discover things about me that I don't even know. Well, at the same time, that could also be their power against you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? This is where we say, if you have had trauma and you think that you can put it away and you can just like hide it and nothing's going to happen. There are some individuals out there that can see right through you. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. you have to be aware of who sees through you um, for the good and who sees through you for the bad. Um, and if you're not going to get help, then you can stay down that road and you can, you know, you can hide things and you can put them away. At the end of the day, they're going to come out in some sort of, in some in some things that you don't even expect. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, very, very important topic that you brought up and it leads into so many different aspects of our lives as well. Oh, and I'm so glad you
0: brought up the personality disorders that can pick up on what, you you, know, you haven't dealt with in life and then they can use it against you in the relationship. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important that people deal with their past traumas and move forward. And that way they're freer. They can enjoy their lives better. In
1: my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because the, the main oppression that a person can have is the mind. Your mind is the biggest source of oppression for you. I mean, it can tangle you up. It can make you feel like, you know, you're drowning. You're, you feel like there's nothing around you. There's no one there. You can basically trick your mind. Our mind can be tricked at any point in time. And that's, that's how powerful our mind is. Like if we fooled ourselves to say, you know, we won the lottery and you feel these emotions and you make these emotions so realistic, your brain will not notice that this is reality or this is fake. You know what I mean? It'll just give me, but it'll release all the chemicals that you need to give you that type of emotion. So that's how powerful our brain is. And we have so much um, power, but we just don't realize it. we're not taught it. And that's another beautiful thing about going to therapy or even going to a life coach. You know, you teach, you learn skills, you learn things that you can place in your toolbox. And you can take them out whenever you need the resources. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go into it, when you have a test, What do you do? Don't you try to prepare for the test because you want to get a good grade? So this is your life. Don't you want to be able to navigate through in a good way and be able to utilize resources as needed? I mean, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? There's not really much of a difference. Um, It's just that choice, making that choice and feeling like, you know, I do want to make this step in my life. I do want to take this um, into consideration. So, yes. And and once you solve these types of things, it helps you move forward. You feel like you have more freedom. You have more peace of mind. You know, Um, you don't feel like anything's boggling you down. Like you said, Um, of course, you're going to have things that come your way, but you're going to be able to deal with them. You're Mm -hmm. not going to allow them to take too much of your time, you know, as you would if you had trauma, because when you have a traumatic experience you haven't dealt with, Every problem that you go through, you kind of repeat that same process that you went through at that time to deal with it. When in reality, it could just be like much quicker because you can understand your emotions, deal with them, label them, and then, um, you know, go through, make different connections. And then once you have that set, anything that comes your way, you'll be able to deal with at a much easier, um, you know, and more positive approach um, as well. So. Oh, yeah, that was that was excellent
0: because. This trauma and or shame, you know, it can just weight a person down and then they get used to feeling like that. Mm -hmm. And then they feel like, well, you know, I don't need a counselor because, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. But they don't understand that they're used to feeling like this, that this needs to be corrected. (laughs) But then again, how do you get them to see or talk to a life coach or a counselor? It it's like they have to find it on their own, but when they do, it's too late.
1: Yeah, so the first thing um, for us together as a whole, I feel that's very important is to lessen the stigma around even going to see life coaching, going to see counselors. because now it's come a little bit easier. Um, but at the same time, there's still stigma around individuals that say if they're diagnosed with, with, with anything or, you know, um, what the diagnosis can entail or whatnot. Um, honestly, if an individual is diagnosed with, with something, I think it's much better for them to know because in the future, if they have kids, you know, they'll be able to understand. Okay. So my child may be prone to this. And if their child acts out or the child, you know, deals with situations, then they're able to be like, okay, well, I know what the issue is. I know what it could possibly be. And this is how I've dealt with it. So let me see how I can help my child deal with it. Now I've had a lot of families that have come into counseling and have not wanted to, to see a counselor earlier in their life because of that shame, because in their culture, it's uh, looked down upon to feel like you need help. Um, from an individual, because you may appear to have some type of problem. If you're going to, if you, if you're going to even just like get evaluated or talk about your stress to any an individual, that means that you have issues, you know what I mean? Then something's wrong with you. So they like literally, um, held back on going to see a counselor for so long, didn't realize that they had addiction running in their family once they, once they got tested and everything, they've had addiction running in the family. Um, They've had, um, you know, depression, they've had um, bipolar, uh, you know, and, and so, and then they don't understand why their child is in school and getting suspended all the time. And then they're blaming their child. Why are you Mm -hmm. acting? What's wrong with you? And then they also have that reputation and pride as a, as a, you know, that comes into play as well. So the child does, first of all, it needs help and needs to be regulated emotionally, you know what I mean, it needs to be loved and it needs to be protected and felt, um, you, you know, and, and, and given the proper um, communication, but instead, they're getting shamed and they're getting put down for emotions they don't know how to deal with. So mm-hmm. I, I really want people to understand if you're really planning on moving forward in your life, even in a relationship, you know, if you don't understand what you have dealt with in the past, and you don't know how to deal with your problems, don't expect that individual to come to your life and do it for you. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to expect someone to come in your life and and for you to be dependent on them, then expect to be dependent on them for everything, for your happiness, for your peace of mind, and for your um, sanity. And Mm -hmm. if that person goes away from your life, then what's left for you? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Then you're just going to keep going from relationship to relationship to relationship until eventually you find out that I need to go see someone, I need to speak to an individual. So yeah, um, a lot of people may not feel like it's important to, to go to go in, but when you, I just want people to understand that if these things don't get resolved now, you're gonna be fine now, you're doing great. If nothing's happening, you're doing you are doing absolutely wonderful. But there are things that are gonna occur in your life, whether it's in your job, where you're gonna have to perform, make decisions, and um, something's gonna trigger you. Uh, that brought that brings something from the past that you don't know how to deal with. It may um, take you away from moving forward in your job, getting a promotion. You know what I mean? Because they may see that you're not emotionally capable, even though you have all the skills, but if they don't see that emotional capability, they may hold you back. You know what I mean? Relationships. You're going to, you're going to choose people who feel the same vibe that you're giving off. You know what I mean? These are the people that you're going to attract the people who feel your pain. And then when people feel those types of things, they're not going to be the ones that you really want to move forward in your life because they are also on that same level. They don't want to deal with their trauma or they are too afraid to, or, you know, they're stuck in this place right here and they're comfortable. So you're always going to be with people who are on that same vibration frequency. And, um, you know, you may be okay, but your happiness, your level of happiness, you still don't know it. You have no idea what the level of happiness is. So, And you're not going to know until you see things from a different perspective. You know what I mean? See things from a different light. And there's nothing wrong with that. Even if you go and you don't like that perspective that you got, that's fine. But at least you took that step and now you have a different viewpoint of life. You know, it opens you up to a different um, way of solving things, a different approach. Even if you don't utilize it, maybe you can help someone else utilize it and that, that may deal with you that may have to deal with your emotions. And then you allow, you You tell them, this is how, you know, let's say, I'm sorry, this, this comes out of me, I don't know how to deal with it. But this is how I was taught to deal with it. So maybe we can work on it together or whatnot. So like, there's always something good that's going to come out of counseling in some sort of way.
0: Yeah, and, sure. and people need to know it's gonna be a lot of work. They're going to walk out of a counseling session drained. Yes, and that's when they need to just rest and you know recoup and they'll have a better day the next day because I know I've been there it's it is emotionally draining when you go through this. Yeah. But but why be held back and live a miserable life and a life unlived when you could have and discover happiness again.
1: Yeah, you're definitely right. Now, what you mentioned, you know, you're going to be mentally drained, emotionally drained as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, I mean, look at your emotions, think about our emotions, similar to a muscle, right? You haven't worked out at the gym for three years and now you're going in and you're going full force, right? You're going into a boot camp, um, two hour type of session, and you're going in full force and you leave that class. How, how are you going to feel like what's the emotions that are going to come out of you? You, mm-hmm. if you have built up stress, you're going to cry one. If you have not moved around you don't really do much exercise, you're going to be so sore. You know what I mean? The next day you probably won't even be able to walk. Um So basically our emotions are just like a muscle. Mm-hmm. You basically have to train it. You know what I mean? Um Even when it comes to your mind, you're, you may even get headaches because you're expanding your brain. You know what I mean? You're expanding mm-hmm. the, your brain's functioning. Um, you're even thinking in a different light. So it's going to force you to think differently. And um, when you think differently, even your emotions start, you're sending signals to your emotions as well. So that's why your body also feels drained, because it's sending different types of signals, different types of emotions, um, different types of chemicals are getting released than what you're normally used to. So uh, it's, it's going to drain you. Yeah, for sure. But at the end of the day, you're now, you know, you're strengthening that muscle, strengthening mm-hmm. the muscle of your motion. And so you're going to gain so much clarity afterwards. It's just going to take a little bit of work. And um, if you really want to make a change and you want to heal that inner child and you want a better life for you, your loved ones, and if you want to form a family in the future, you know, you want to form a good base. Mm-hmm. So we don't go back to what we talked about in our podcast where we do have to have divorces where we do have to have these relationships where kids are bombarded with these emotions and they have to go to counseling as kids and they have to, you know what I mean? It's all a circle. This is where it starts. Mm -hmm. If we solve this stuff from now, get into healthy relationships, then we don't have to deal with these types of um, divorce rates and, and whatnot, but it all starts from the source. That's where it all comes into. And a lot of times, you know, When people don't solve their trauma, when they don't solve different types of problems in their life, they go for the wrong relationships as well. They end up going into relationships with people they find attractive. They they find that, first of all, they get attracted to people that have things they don't have. That's not what love is. Love is when you know what you want and you're working towards these specific values and you find someone um, who basically can connect with these values and help you grow, not someone who doesn't have, who has something you don't, because then you're not going to feel with them. And even when they give you something beautiful, you're not going to know how to accept it. You're not going to know how to appreciate it, you know? Mm -hmm. And of course, everyone has different meaning to love, but when it comes to, I guess, like that communication, what you're looking for, That's very important to be on the same track, not to want someone because they have something you don't. What happens when when people get into relationships like that? They get into relationships. They say, oh, he's amazing or she's amazing. Oh my God, look, she has this. She completes me, whatnot. Mm -hmm. Then the arguments start to happen because they're not meeting eye to eye. He has everything I want, but I don't understand. He's giving me this type of love, but I don't understand this type of love. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what happens? She starts arguing with him um, about things that she does not know or she does not have in herself. She might pick like fights, small fights about things like, why don't you move this? Or why don't you do that? But she doesn't do it within her. Like it's, it's reflecting something that she's missing in herself, which is the basic reason of why she got into the relationship. You don't have what he has. You know what I mean? Then they, let's say they divorce. What happens after they divorce? They miss the person, but they didn't appreciate them while they were there only to know that they didn't even, they were in there because they were missing something in the first place. So a lot of people, you know, that I have in counseling and whatnot, we always talk about, you know, why are you missing this person? What exactly are you missing out of this relationship? And sometimes they tell me the way that they used to love me, or you know, the way that we used to go out and have fun. I'm like, okay, but can't you learn to love yourself better? Can't you set up more time for yourself to go out and take yourself on dates? Go, go with your friends. You know what I mean? So these things are not what you need in a relationship, things that you can bring for yourself. You know what I mean? This is what you have to discuss before getting into relationships. So then you have kids involved, let's say, (laughs) then they have to deal with this. You know what I mean? So this is where the source of divorce happens when our traumas are not um, tailored to, when they're not healed. You know, we just go into things because we feel like this is gonna help us. So many individuals go into relationships because she's gonna make me happy or he's gonna make me happy. Or she's my peace. or he. Why do you have to find your peace if you do, if if you have peace within yourself? You know what I mean. You hear that all the time. He's my peace or she's my peace. That's that's a very scary thing when it's said. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if she's your piece, what are you? What are you to her? What are you to him? You know what I mean? So it's really important to um, take these aspects into consideration. Oh, well. I agree. I agree. I I
0: won't keep you all afternoon because uh, <laughs> I know you got to get going. But I'd like to have oh,
1: you back on again. Thank you so much, Marianne. You're amazing. And um, I love our discussions. I love the way you analyze things. You have a really good eye for things. Um, You look at things from a different perspective. And it's wonderful to have like minded people um, that, you know, add beauty to the world as well. And very honored with your presence. So thank you so much for having me, Marianne.
0: Well, thank you. I'm honored with your presence and everything that you said, because it just means so much. And I hope it helps a lot of people listening to this. (laughs) I do as well. Thank you so much. Well, hey, uh, don't jump off. Uh, (laughs) Slam the gallows of podcasts to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Shurik Mansour here in the future and other exciting guests. Thank you again. Thank
1: you so much, Marianne. Take care. You too.